Hello and welcome to episode 3 of In Case You Missed It on the Insider Network. Um, so today I'm Tommy, I'm joined by Steve. I am back, did you miss me? Oh yeah, Steve wasn't here last week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm also joined by James. I am here every week. You He's here every week. Consistently. Three out of three for three me and three. James. Yep. Feel bad, Steve. I'm back now. Everyone's back. Yeah. I've got tweets saying, where's Steve? Hashtag find Steve. I'm, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> no one, no one did that. No one did that. <laughs> okay. Do we know you had to? Um, <laughs> so, just a quick plug. We're um, well, you perhaps already know this if this is where you're listening to it, but we're now on iTunes, the uh, iTunes podcast network uh, podcast feed, and we're on the Spotify podcast feed. It's exciting. Uh, soon we've got uh, in review coming out. We've got a couple of reviews coming up. Um, the first one's going to be Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, mm. Again, with me and Tommy, no Steve. Yeah, nice two out of the three of us. Yeah, um, that was very spirit. There's a pattern here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, just to kind of put you guys on the spot, uh, we've got the first sequel, the movie or podcast coming out soon. When, when is that coming? It's coming soon. It's coming soon. It's coming soon. So, what, so you got? <laughs> it's, it's a teaser. It's coming soon. I can't discuss this yet. Okay. It's confidential. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Well, we've actually got some exciting uh, news to announce as well. There's um. There's a, a, an event that Disney are throwing in London for um, the MCU, so like the, you know the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You've probably heard us talk about it a few times. You might be, you might even be a fan of it. You might have even caught one of those flicks in the past ten years. Yeah, really small films. Um, so we've actually been invited, and we're going to do a review of the event. Uh, one of three weeks. Yeah. What, what's what's Something the like event? That. Pray tell. At the end of the um, so Marvel's Avengers Station will open in London at XL London on the 29th of November 2018 following a hugely successful run in New York, Seoul, Paris, Singapore, Beijing, Taipei and Las Vegas where it has set up a permanent exhibition. This highly anticipated multi-room experience offers fans of all ages the opportunity to delve into the super workings and backstory of each member of the Avengers as they train to become an agent of the station. Station is an acronym for Science Training and Tactical Intelligence Operative Network, where guests will step inside the popular films and become part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe storyline, whether trying to lift Thor's hammer or taking a sneaky peek at Bruce Banner's lab. Mm, that's More on that later. Exciting. It is going to be good. Um, and Disney were very kind to invite us to that, so I'm Thank looking forward to, yeah. to going to see it and then them in turn paying for good reviews. <laughs> 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 That's a weird thing that goes around, though, isn't it? it yeah. <laughs> but we will accept that. The opinions expressed will be our own. <laughs> yeah, so it's true. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll be honest. We'll be honest. Yeah. Um, but anyway, let's, let's move on to the first sort of things from the week in case you missed it. It's the name of the show. Love it. Um, so trailers. There's uh, not as many as... Was it last week or the week before? There was just like a hundred yeah. trailers, it felt yeah. like. It was ridiculous. But yeah, only, um, only four this week. Mm-hmm. But... Um, I'll be honest with you, all, all looking pretty good for me. Not too bad. Let's start with... <laughs> James is pulling a face. Um, let's start with Spies in Disguise, based on the um, popular short film from 2009 called Pigeon Impossible. I've never mm. heard of it. So if you knew that going in, it might not have been a big <laughs> twist as it apparently was. Um, so what, what do we want to say about this? Um, it's interesting. I, it completely curveballed me. I thought this is great. Animated spy film, you know... I got kind of Idris Elba, James Bond vibes, as everyone said, and then he just throws in. Oh, by the way, he's also a pigeon, and he's. I just like. I don't know. It's it's odd. I, I want to see it. It's interesting. This kind of goofball stuff works for me, and yeah. like, this may also be because I was a big fan of that. Uh, who was in it? Was it Elijah Wood or someone who was in that um, film Valiant from a few years ago Valiant. with oh, the the, 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 the World War Two pigeon? It was Ewan McGregor. It was Ewan yeah, McGregor. Yeah. 
Um, about yeah, the World War Two pigeons, um, and I'm a big pigeon fan anyway. Uh, mm-hmm. if you, you might know this about me. <laughs> one of my favourite animals. <laughs> Honestly, one of my favourite animals of all time. I think they're really underrated. I think they're misunderstood doves. But that's about the buy. I think this film does look really interesting. Mm. Um, I was actually worried at the start of the trailer that it looked a little bit too much like um, an Incredibles-y sort yeah, of rip-off because the Incredibles, Incredibles is a James Bond movie that first one and it, if it feels had, so much like a Bond film if it had had the Disney Pixar logo before you would have gone oh this is great I want to see that in this universe but yeah. because it's not you're like oh. hmm. yeah so it, actually the the, the the pigeon moment kind of saved it for me it, saved <laughs> it, it, it actually made it more I interesting the, to me the actual problem when it comes to it is that it just hard cuts to it if it had done a I bit like I think that works though. I think I, that's, I, that's I the punchline I think they think it works I don't think it does. if there had been build up to it it just comes out of nowhere and I can see why some people would think it would work but I think it, it does so well of setting up your expectations yeah and then just completely going oh, no actually no. like putting the rug from your feet or maybe if we'd seen more of him as a pigeon doing something other than just staring got, uh, at Tom Holland you've got to get they got to get your bum in the seat somehow James they got to yeah. get your to buy no, a ticket no but I'm, I'm already there because films innit because <laughs> films innit it's quite that's, pretty, that's uh, my catchphrase <laughs> it's got films innit uh, anyway moving on <laughs> from films innit no to uh, the Christmas Chronicles a Netflix film there was a, lot, there was a, few, there was a couple of Netflix trailers last week weren't there so yeah, there so they're really um, showing their hand now but uh, what did you guys think of this Kurt Russell Christmas movie Santa Claus I'm not expecting much, but it's it's campy Christmas fun. I think I think I'm not the audience. I'm not the for audience, it. but I love no. a Christmas film like the, you know the Santa Claus or Elf. I like a nice Christmas film to watch on Christmas Eve. I, th- I think I'll watch it. It'll do its purpose. Yeah, James. Um, I don't know. I don't really like Christmas films. I feel like a lot of times they try. Do you too like hard. any Christmas films? Uh, the only one that comes to mind other than is Die Hard, Die Hard, and well, like Scrooge, uh, Jingle or all Mu- the Way, Muppets. Christmas I like Jingle Cat. All the Way, really, Jingle but that to me isn't a Christmas film. Just it just happens to be when it's set. Okay. Whereas okay. I feel like a lot of films try and force Christmas into it. I don't, I don't like that when it happens. You can't I feel like yeah, I feel like the Christmas Chronicles had to happen at Christmas personally exactly. I feel like that feel, that story has to happen there but exactly um, whereas I, I, I just feel like sometimes it's so forced and a bit I don't know like they're trying too hard to make it Christmassy What's when it, it doesn't need to be it's a Christmas film you need a bit of Christmas I think it, but the story should be a story should be a good story no matter when it's set but if, think, you get, think, if you get where I'm going with I it I think you can have like, I think the thing about Christmas film is that I, I suppose we could probably do a more episode on this around yeah. the time but I think I think it's important that that it is around Christmas and that it is kind of having those tropes because it kind of tells that universal message of you know family and love etc. Like you couldn't have uh, a Christmas Carol at any other time of the year because it embodies that whole spirit like of Christmas giving Carol. and stuff like that. Which one? Muppets Christmas Carol is great. Scrooge is great. I like Scrooge. Mm-hmm. I even like the Jim Carrey one that was a couple of years ago. Oh yeah, the Robert Zemeckis. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. yeah. I feel like you like Christmas films, James. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like, I feel like you just don't like some Christmas films. There's a lot. There's the same like sort of tone that this one. I don't know. I got a bit of on like Christmas Disney. film therapy with Tommy and Steve. <laughs> James has just been cured. Uh, it's got that like sort of I don't know, like a Disney Channel sort of vibe. I mean, it's, I mean. it's just campy Christmas fun for the kids. Yeah, I'd, yeah. Like you said, it's just not for us. Yeah, it's not for us. Really. But I'll, I'll watch it. I'll be there with my eggnog and my my onesie pajamas. So, if you thought that was controversial and divisive... Get ready. Um, Brace yourselves. Let's talk about uh, Isn't It Romantic, the new Rebel Wilson romantic comedy... Well, meta-romantic comedy, let's say. 
Um, if you haven't seen this, it's a trailer about uh, Rebel Wilson. She's raised to believe that everything you see in rom-coms is a lie and it's all sugar-coated and it's all ridiculous and it never happens, etc., etc., etc. Then all of a sudden, out of the blue, um, she wakes up one day and she's in a romantic comedy. Everything's glossy and she's trying to play by the rules and it turns into this, like, what I think is, uh, looks like it's going to be a, uh, an hal- a hilarious ride. Um, she's obviously trying to break out of it. She's trying to live in it. She's trying to play by the rules to break the rules. It's, it looks like a really, really fun time. It looks like something I'm all mm. about. I love a good rom-com. I love a good, like, how to lose the guy in 10 days. You know, I love 13 going on 30, these glossy, you know, pretty looking films that are over the top. And you know what they are. They're just, they're, they're your tub of ice cream, you know. Like, and I love that. And I love that this is exploring that and mm. laughing at that, but also being one of those. That's um, fun. Yeah. yeah, I'm very, very excited for it, Steve. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. Like I said, I, I love rom coms. Um, I'm not too keen about Rebel Wilson. She's very kind of Marmite for me. Love it, I hate it. I don't like her in Pitch Perfect as Fat Amy. I just, it's not funny at all but yeah I'm, I'm excited to see it it's got um, uh, Liam Hemsworth in it yeah yeah. so it's, it's the other one it's the other Australian one um, yeah <laughs> he auditioned for Thor didn't he yeah he did <laughs> that's not Thor um, yeah I don't know it, it's excited it's got some nice like dance routines in there as well maybe some, some songs get a nice kind of soundtrack coming out of it as well you know we'll wait and see James what about you I know you love rom-coms so take it uh, away I, I, I do like rom-coms I just don't like this trailer it just didn't sell me I, I think I was next to Steve when he was watching it and he was crying because he enjoyed it so <laughs> much because that. he saw it so but you were though we've got to be honest I'm just emotional um, from the trailer before but I don't know whether that perhaps and Tommy yourself talking about it perhaps set my expectations higher but I, just, I didn't laugh at all I didn't find it particularly Are you, funny is it, is it the trailer that's not done it for you yeah. or is it the set up for the premise itself I think the premise is interesting so, so, so do you think another trailer could sell you on it still I think, uh, yeah definitely if mm. it's funnier but there weren't <laughs> any in the trailer I didn't oh, think it, I, I like I like the concept of it okay but I don't like yeah it just the jokes didn't land for me quick segue did you guys see the uh, Twitter backlash that River Wilson got for saying that she's the first plus sized yeah. rom-com lead when people were reminding her about people like Queen yeah. Latifah and stuff like that mm. and I think even Queen Latifah chimed in and was like, um, "Excuse me, no. <laughs> yeah, awkward." It's, um, it's awkward. Yeah, it's, it's a big debate on Twitter at the moment. Uh, anyway, I think this is probably this next one's probably my favourite trailer from the week. Um, we're starting to get into the uh, more serious, fil- not more serious films, the more heavy hitting films of the year now. My favourite sort of film season, um, and this is Boy Erased, the new Joel Edgerton film. So he did The Gift before, which was a bit of a bit of a Lovely sleeper hit I suppose yeah. you'd say it was yeah. really interesting I don't usually watch films like that but it was one I, I gave time to because I'd heard good things and I really enjoyed it um, so this is about um, based on a true story based on a, a child a son of a preacher that's sent away to one of these um, camps to try and uh, it's a conversion yeah, yeah a, a homosexual conversion camp basically where they try to make um, homosexuals heterosexual through uh horrendous methods, horrendous horrible, means yeah. yeah it's it's really it's really backwards and and an awful one and Lucas Hedges looks fantastic in this mm. he got nominated uh, last uh, the year before last for Manchester by the Sea um, this is his, his sort of next film and, and he, he looks like he's going to be a real I mean everyone's talking about Timothy Chalamet right now mm. and they should mm. be he's great but I think people maybe are sleeping on Lucas Hedges because you know it's looking like he's going to be two for two. I'm really interested to see this. You've obviously got um, Russell Crowe in there. Mm. Um, he looks like it's 
brought his game yeah Nicole Kidman and Joe Edgerton looks good in it as well so I'm really interested to see this what did you think Steve um yeah it's got, it's got a solid cast it's a very serious subject matter I think it's going to hit home for a lot of people um they've got to be careful the way they present it because I don't know it, it can I guess lead to some offence from some different groups I suppose how they kind of represent the more LGBT side of it I suppose um yeah exciting I can't wait to see it yeah for me I think um, going back to Lucas Hedges I think he uh, last year was in both Lady Bird and Three Billboards as well so he oh, of course he, he was yeah. he, he chooses like great projects obviously um, but he's definitely one he definitely seems to be one that uh, has gone on a bit under the radar perhaps but definitely got a big future um, and yeah I don't know Russell Crowe has been a bit I don't know a bit quiet it's, it doesn't seem to have been in it as much is it I don't know he just hasn't seemed to have brought his A game for a while and it, even a bit in this trailer it kind of looked he a bit was more really like good in Nice Guys nice, oh yeah, nice guys yeah. Was but even that was a couple of years ago and yeah and I haven't seen anything particularly that great for him but this he seems to have gone back I think for me just in the trailer it looks like he's put in a really good performance mm. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Okay, so moving on to some of the headlines, we sort of whizzed through these a little bit, um, and we've picked out a couple as we usually do, just to talk through in a bit more depth. Um, but we have got uh, some Walking Dead movies. So apparently, if the if you survived suffering through all those TV series, then you've got a couple of films waiting for at the end of the yeah. rainbow. Like, I don't, know, I don't really understand this. I don't know. What do you guys think? Briefly, it's I don't know. It's a, it's it is an odd decision for me. That show has been declining for years. It's a dead horse. Um, and uh, an undead horse. No, undead horse. Hey, <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so yeah, the show has been declining for ages, um, and I believe it's Rick who's going to be the lead in one of them now that he's not on the I mean, TV show. And considering it's right, purely I, financial, it makes the most sense, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And like for me, he was probably my favorite character until I stopped watching. Um, How long did you survive? I stopped at the end of. Five or no, at the beginning wow. of five or six. I think it might have been six. Wow. But it was literally like watched the first episode of six and I was like, I can't bother anymore. Yeah. It was just the same old stuff. Mm. Well, there's that, I suppose, for anyone who wants it. But I, I can't count myself among them. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll watch it. I like a bit of Rick Grimes. Yeah? yeah you, I, you still watch the show? Um, I, I stopped watching it, like, binging it up until about the, the prison. But I've been kind of dropping in for like an odd, odd kind of episode or so to see what's going on. I'm excited for it. Um, I hope they portray Rick kind of in a more comic book fashion because on the TV show obviously a lot of it's been cut out for, um, uh, I don't think they will I think they'll probably just do a direct follow on yeah. to capture that big audience that they've got I mean they had a lot of spin-off shows and stuff so it's obviously yeah. got a big audience that they, they're looking to yeah. cash in on I'm um, more interested if they do a little bit more of a, another spin-off and just see other parts of the world and how they've been affected by the virus, I think. And like just make it... The UK, like, not America. Yeah, perhaps. <laughs> uh, it, just make it a zombie... I'm more interested in just like seeing a, a good zombie film than I am specifically seeing a Walking Dead film. Yeah, I think it's going to be a Walking Dead fan service. I think it probably will. You know, extension of merchandise, I if anything. I think we'll get a Daryl film. I think we'll get... Well, we'll see how much money these well, make whoever, first. Whoever survives, we'll or they goes. just want to spin off. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's zombies. The past the time. Um, so, speaking of dead horses, um, they're re-releasing Deadpool as PG thirteen. Dead horse. And they co- oh, come on, re-releasing it again. 
but with new scenes. With new like, scenes and making it PG thirteen. Apparently, the new scenes are shot in like one day, though. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I do, it's interesting to see. With obviously the the, do you think the Fox Disney merger has anything to do with this? Um, I think it's more proof of concept. I don't think we'll see any kind of post-credit scene to hint. Oh yeah, it was in the MCU now. I think it's just more. Look, Disney, we can do this because the Fox merger is complete on January the first. Um, so uh, yeah, I think it's just to show that the big wigs that yeah we can do Deadpool the PG thirteen and it works. And I think they're they're giving away one dollar of every ticket uh, sale to like a cancer charity as well. Oh, that's good. So yeah. it benefits a few. At least there's that. You know, yeah, that, that's that's really good. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. Unless it's <laughs> unless. I'm hearing like really good things, and that perhaps it does tie into the MCU. Then I'm probably not going to see it, and I don't. I just don't know. I guess it is that PG the group of uh, children who haven't seen. It's it's for the kids coming out Christmas time, isn't yeah. it? Christmas break, and who haven't. Well, seen I just I just think release it on home video. Don't put it in theaters. Yeah, home video or just do it digital. I, th- I think. I yeah, think. perhaps if they'd done. Yeah, if they just did like a Blu-ray with that as like a bonus feature or something. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Um, Catherine Langford in Avengers. Who's you going to be? Know, there's, a, there's a few, a few theories. Tommy, you start. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. You don't know. I don't know. Who do you think she's going to be? Oh, I'll, I'll start. Or, number one, it could be Kate Bishop who is Hawkeye in The Young Avengers. Mm-hmm. I can see them doing a little segue to The Young Avengers, setting it up for the next kind of MCU stage. Um, another rumour saying possibly Cassie Lang, but they've re- which is going to be obviously um, Ant-Man's Ant-Man. daughter. Oh. But they've already cast um, Emma Furman, who apparently has been in like an Adam Sandler film, Blended. I don't know where she's from. She's from TV. But apparently she might portray an older Cassie Lang. Mm. And then uh, there's talks potentially of her being Tony Stark's daughter okay because a lot of the rumours for this next you know Infinity War Part 2 whatever you want to call it is relying on a time skip so of like five years or so mm. but we'll see James what, what are you thinking um, I really don't know I saw a lot of people saying that um, she was going to be Ant-Man's daughter um, but like we said there's already been I don't know. Is that confirmed? It's, that, it's not confirmed. It's not confirmed, but it was it was heavily rumored then. It was a few that, months ago, yeah. That a while ago, the the other uh, girl was going to play her. Um, but so I think Catherine Langford definitely isn't going to play her. I, I generally don't know. I like I like the uh, Hawkeye idea, but I don't know. I, and the the uh, daughter Stark, whatever. Sounds like Game of Thrones character. Over a Stark. I I really don't know. I saw someone check out Squirrel Girl out there, which would be fun. Um, What if Squirrel Girl gets the Infinity Gauntlet and is the one to take out Thanos? Imagine. No, thank you. In this MCU. (laughs) No, thank you. No, I really don't know. But I I, I think going back to sort of what Steve said, I think if they did Young Avengers, personally, I I, I didn't actually read the was it Hickford run that was the the latest run after like Marvel now I read the original the first mm. run of it when it was um, and you had like Speed and Wiccan and um, God who else uh, Iron Lad and mm. Patriot in there that is the that's the Young Avengers sort of I know and I would love to see personally um, but I just, I just wanted to mention that <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of Marvel though um, so back to Marvel Station that we'll be um, visiting in uh, about three weeks uh, as part of their training, fans will get the opportunity to interact with props and characters straight from the big screen. Highlights include the Thor Observatory, 
dedicated to Thor Odin's son, king of Asgard and son of Odin. Test your worthiness by attempting to lift, lift Thor's hammer, Mjolnir. View Thor's outfits and study the universe and its current parameters using NASA's eye of the exoplanets program. Check out Captain America's personal file and explore the cutting-edge science that made Steve Rogers into Captain America. Iron Man Engineering Bay. Trainee agents have the chance to not only get up close and personal with Iron Man's iconic suits of armour, but also experience what simulated flight inside the suit would be like. Ever wondered what Bruce Banner's lab looks like? Explore the biolab transformation of Bruce of Dr. Banner's superior brain as he morphs into the Hulk. In a world's first and keeping up with the ever-expanding Marvel Cinematic Universe, London's Marvel Avengers Station experience includes never-before-seen character displays on Black Panther and the Wasp and Thanos. Um, so yeah, more exciting stuff there. Seems interesting. Um, a lot of that time with NASA seems quite cool. Like, yeah, this, yeah. The, like the real it's technology that's going to be there, yeah. uh, which would be quite interesting. Um, and the simulated flight suit probably stands out to me most, just off the top of my head. Yeah, but um, anyway, let's get into our first like main talk mm-hmm. from um, the week gone by. Um, Birds of Prey, R rating. Mm. What do we think of this? Is it just is everyone just still on that post Deadpool? train I think it is a little bit do you think that. it needs to be R because I, I think the thing about Deadpool and Logan was they you watched those films you didn't feel like it was like forced violence it felt like that those films needed to be an R to tell those particular stories yeah does Birds of Prey need to be that it's an odd choice for a film that needs that has they want to give an R rating to uh, I just don't I don't see the point because for here Suicide Squad was rated 15 uh, which is R which is R for yeah everyone else well not everyone else but for America um, but th- I think it was PG-13 I think it was the same with Venom as well Venom was a 15 over here was it? yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't know it's an interesting choice of the characters as to where I, I just don't I don't think it's the right I don't get why they need to be r rating. I get with the Joker film with the Joaquin Phoenix one that we're getting I can <sighs> That I think that's so R-rated, um, so I don't know. It's just an odd choice for this film. I don't. Yeah, I completely agree. It de- I suppose it depends on the tone. If they're just going to be dropping f bombs all the time, then it's just going to be switched off for me. I just don't think you hear that and you think, oh yeah, that I hope that's R-rated. You know, it, when, yeah. when the Deadpool film was announced, there was a, a huge thing of it's got to be R, it's got to be R, it's yeah. got to be R, and I don't know. I don't think anyone was was saying Buzz Prey needs to be R. I, I feel like. It's, it seems like a marketing ploy. It seems like they're trying to be like the, you know, they're trying to do the whole, you know, look, Deadpool's are, look, look how exciting it is. I think you need to just tell the story you've got, see what classification rating you get. If it's on the line, yeah. aim for PG-13 because you, you're going to make more money as yeah. it makes sense business-wise. Yeah. If you're nowhere near it and you feel like, well, look, the best story we can tell here, it has to be an R rating, that's when you do it. Hmm. I think it's ridiculous that, you, that, you, that, they, that they do it like this, personally. Hmm. Um, I think it's obviously down to DC execs, and I think for Birds of Prey as well, it's kind of Margot Robbie's kind of little kind of side project at the moment. I think obviously she had the choice to do either Birds of Prey or of Gotham City Sirens. Um, I don't know. Um, talking about casting as well, you McGregor, as yeah, Black Mask, Black Mask. What, what are we thinking? Yeah, I like the sound of that. I think. Hugh McGregor needs to get his face out there more. I mean, obviously, the last big film I remember him being in was Beauty and the Beast as Lumiere. Christopher Robin. Uh, oh, Christopher Robin, I suppose, yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm interested to see, to see him take on a big role like this. I, I think he could do a good job with it. Uh, I do like Hugh McGregor. 
uh, is obviously one of my favourite films, Big Fish. Um, not Star Wars, Phantom Menace. No, Star- not no. Star Wars, <laughs> Phantom Menace. Or Attack of the Clones. Not Attack of the Clones. Revenge of the Sith? Absolutely not Revenge of the well, Sith. Well, well, speaking of Star Wars, do you think this can affect the fabled Obi-Wan solo film that may or may not come in the next few years? Well, if you listen to the last week's episode, Steve, you would have heard us talking great length great about length the Obi Wan solo film. Well, I'm asking you now. But we're asking now. We know that Black Mask is. I don't think it necessarily does. Cause I think uh, Birds of Prey is starting to film soon. If it, I believe. Yeah, I, I don't. Um, I don't think it'd be a huge. So a huge I don't think it'd be, and I don't expect the Obi Wan film to be like a massive, like in scope sort of film. Um, so. I don't. I don't think it would affect it too much, um, given especially as next year's we've got episode nine. I think there's still time if they wanted the 2020 spot that we spoke about last week, Steve, um, for Obi Wan. If they want, yeah. So I don't think it affects it too much. And if anything, I guess it gets him back out there. Yeah, true. That's a good thing. I mean, yeah, it's only going to add stock to his name at the end of the day. Um, Okay, great. So moving on to. Well, it also seemed like a, a week of sequels this week. We've got we've got a few green lights of a fair few sequels. So I suppose we should just run through them all, talk about how we feel about them. And yeah. I mean, you guys are clearly the sequel experts since you weren't going to be the hosts of our flagship show, Sequel the Movie, a podcast. Coming soon. Coming soon. When, <laughs> Steve, when? It's just coming soon. Okay. It's our baby. It takes time, okay? Okay. 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 So the first one, obviously the most exciting on the list. Uh, bad Boys 3 Bad Boys Bad Boys What you gonna do Keep going And they come for you Hey <laughs> <laughs> What were you guys thinking Do we both love Bad Boys I like I like the first one I like Bad Boys You, like the fir- you prefer the first one To the second one yeah. I, I love like the first one, one But I thought the second one Was much better Interesting Yeah It's not my cup of tea mm-hmm. To be honest No No I, I saw the first one Yeah it's, it's great But I don't know I loved these as a kid it was. I remember I used to have. Um, I used to have a portable DVD player. It was like a big Christmas present one year, and uh, one of the very few films that I carried around with me in my because um, it had like a little case and you can only carry like six DVDs in there. Aww. One of them was Around the World in Eighty Days, which is classic. I didn't like. Oh. Um, <laughs> another one was. Oh, what was it called? Um, oh God, with like Jude Law, Angelina Jolie, Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow. I've never said what. No, I've heard of it. I've heard of it. Yeah, Angelina Jolie, Jude Law. It's no, like no. a weird. Oh, it's crazy. Um, so it's worth watching. It's actually mental. Um, one of them was Bad Boys Two. Um, one of them, I can't remember the others. To be fair, I can't remember those three. Um, one of them was probably like the Karate Kid or something. But anyway, um, I think this is really exciting news. I really can't wait for this. Um, I think it's great to bring back these like two characters and obviously the way they announced it was Will Smith and Martin Lawrence both announcing it together and they both seemed really excited about it which is great um, yeah bring it on yeah, but is it too long though has it been a while since Bad Boys 2 how long has it been like five years so that's a Blade Runner been, yeah quite yeah, like five years yeah, but, but I don't think necessarily time matters I think, as long I think, as I don't think it does yeah, but I think on different levels though comparing Blade Runner to Bad Boys I don't think that matters I don't, like, no I don't think it does like, matter I, I I don't know if you noticed, Steve, but time like passes like all the time. <laughs> I think it's okay to tell stories at different times in someone's life. I think it's weird if something significant happens in their life yeah. two to three years later because that's the production cycle of Hollywood. <laughs> I think that's weirder than something else happening ten years later. I don't know. No? <laughs> is, is it needed? 
Do we need it? Is it needed? No. Well, but do, like, do you need anything? What film, what film is needed apart from episode nine? Listen, uh, at the end of the day, when, when it comes before. to something like this, it probably means it's not necessarily about making money because you know people aren't talking about bad it's boys every day fans. anymore. It's not even just for the fans. It, 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 there might be an interesting story to tell now. Mm. Same the same way Rocky was dead for ages, and Stallone said, "Yeah, he was done with it after Balboa," yeah, but, but it was only Rocky. because it was only because. Um, like Kugler came up to him and said I've got this great story that he was like yeah I want to tell it how do you know there's not just a new great story for Bad and that Boys that was the best Rocky Boys. film there what's, what's wrong with that though I don't understand your point it's just Bad Boys like, I don't know I don't class it as like a masterpiece I, I don't know how you can discredit a film it's just a, a film and it's a story it is to say it's different from say Rocky Balboa to Bad Boys I, I think or Mad Max to I Mad Max Fury so, Road there's certain leagues of films and I think it's in League of Their Own. Like, I think you're being a film snob. I think, I think it's unfair. I think it's being unfair to films. <laughs> unfair to films. Of certain genres, yeah. At the end of the day, I think Cars got two other sequels. So I don't see why Bad Boys got to have... <laughs> if we're going by that level. Like, I, I don't know how you can look at the end of a film like Return uh, of the Thunderdome. Uh, you know, Mad Max 3. Yeah, yeah. And then you wouldn't want to... You think, like, oh, Mad Max sequel. And then Fury Road comes out. It's one of the greatest mm-hmm. action films of all time. I, I, I think it's, it's, it's harsh to discredit something like that. Yeah, but for Mad Max, it's got a legacy. L- look, at, look at the Wolverine films. And then they brought back Logan, and it was fantastic. Because it's a legacy. I don't see Bad Boys as a legacy. Your well, I can't have a legacy. It it's might not even, do, though. Yeah, it's already a franchise. There's already two of them. We don't, we, even, at this stage, we obviously don't know what... And look Bad at Fast, Boys 3 is like, be. Fast and Furious. Yeah. That was an absolute joke after Tokyo Drift. And they, they rebooted Fast it after all these years bad, and came out of Fast and Furious, which is eh, but it, it eh. changed the tone. And then Fast Five is one of the best action films of the 21st century. Uh, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think you can discredit films based on that. If no. there's an interesting story to tell, yeah. I think they should, they should have the chance to tell it. Yeah, if it comes out and it's awful, yeah. then it's awful, but yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think you can, you can discredit a film off the bat. Talking about awful films, uh, The Meg 2. I never saw The Meg. Happen. I never saw The Meg. That film, I don't know, it tries... Steve, did you see The Meg? No, I haven't seen no, that. brilliant. That's just me then. Um, I wondered oh. if, from the trailers, if, if they played it tongue in cheek as as I think they should have, and it made it a bit campy and a bit funny, then I think it would have worked. Because if they took themselves a bit seriously, I don't think oh, it would have. No. How did I, they go? They tried very hard to be campy, and it didn't work. Oh, that's, that's interesting. That's, that's, <laughs> did you see that happening? <laughs> uh, it, it felt like they were trying to be Deep Blue Sea, and it just—I don't know. For me, it didn't work. It made quite a lot of money, so obviously people responded to that and Statham. Um, and just giant sharks I suppose but that film is awful it's not even like there are moments where it's kind of like bad, so bad it's good but then the rest of it's just really cringy and really bad and the whole film oh, it's just awful I don't know who wants to see a Meg 2 I don't think anyone does did you want to see The Incredibles 2 Steve? yes because it's Incredibles but it's been so long it's been so long though <laughs> and they they had to make it as well it was a studio mandate because they have to make sequels if they're allowed to make original films as well so it's, it's legacy though oh it's legacy legacy <laughs> yeah but what about Coco 2 is that going to happen do you want that to happen maybe no exactly it might not happen but it might it when might. they tell a good story like the, Toy Story pick, 4 Pixar are mandated to make some sequels and prequels they, they have to they have to make uh, a franchise film for every original film some films don't need franchises though but they're oh, mandated I, by the I, studio. I completely agree with oh, you. Whereas, whereas oh, Bad Boys, it's literally they've got a good story, so they want to tell it. God, I hate Bad Boys now. <laughs> <laughs> well, another film that's been, it's been a while, Gladiator, is getting a sequel. See, we don't need a Gladiator sequel. Don't Why not? It. What's wrong with the legacy there? One best picture. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We don't need a sequel to it. Leave it how it is. 
It's got Best Picture. It's, it's one of the greatest films of all time. Do you know what else won Best Picture? The Godfather. Oh, Do you know what else they did? Yeah. <laughs> they made a sequel to it. It's called The Godfather Part 2. Some say it's better. <laughs> it also won Best Picture. It's okay to make sequels to films, Steve. It's really okay. For certain films. And do you know what as well? Do you know what? If the, if the Gladi- if Gladiator 2 is, is awful, if it's absolutely terrible and the worst thing that's ever happened to cinema, okay. Gladiator 1 still exists and it's still great. It, do- it doesn't affect it. If it was tarnished, though, in my opinion. Why? Well, I, it I shouldn't. don't know. Because you've, you've, you've got this wonderful, amazing masterpiece of a film and you've got, oh yeah, it's got a, it's got a sequel. It's this, younger cu- it's this younger brother that's kind of hidden in the closet. We don't talk about that one anymore. It just, it just ruins the legacy of the film. So do you think... Do you think the original Star Wars trilogy is hurt by the prequels in any way? Yeah, I think so. What? Genuinely. I think it's boosted. I don't think it's boosted. <laughs> I wouldn't say boosted. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say boosted at all. I think they can live in a, a complete vacuum. I'm not a fan of the prequels. I'm not really a fan okay. of the sequels, but I still don't love Return of the Jedi any less because of it. I, I, I love it just the same. Yeah. I think it's more down to personal taste. <laughs> no, I, I don't look at Star Wars and go, oh, that's it now. The franchise is completely ruined by it. I just feel like it's a dark kind of mark on what it, what it is in a way what did you think what did you think the holiday special did anything do you think it really mattered that much do you think they tried to do something new for TV and it didn't work <laughs> again that was another mandate <laughs> it was just too campy it didn't work and I, oh. I, 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 just don't, I, don't, I don't think sequels affect the originals in, in any way no. like I really didn't like many of the Die Hard sequels for example I love yeah. Die Hard 1 yeah. love it I, I love it to death you know I I don't think, um, you know, the Justice League or Batman v Superman hurts my love of Man of Steel any, any like at all. I, I mm. think it's fine. I didn't like Guardians too. I still love the first one. I, d- I don't think sequels have that effect on the first film. Yeah. I think it might affect the trajectory. So I s- say, for example, if um, you know the second one doesn't work, it might hurt the fact that they might not get to a third one. I think it hurts in that regard. But I don't think it hurts going backwards. I don't think it affects the f- the first film. You know? Yeah, no, I completely agree. Steve's the one that's got a problem. It's, it's, it's my problem. Okay, well, let, let's, let's mark this podcast time, right? Let's mark it. So when Bad Boy 3 comes out, and when, when Gladiator 2 comes out, we'll, we'll discuss it. Yeah. We'll discuss we'll, all, we'll all, all of the other ones as well. Because yeah, I'm right on this one. Hitman's Bodyguard 2. I liked the first one. I really liked the first it's one. A, it surprised me. Yeah, I had a good time. Steve... Go on, yes. Here's with what's the legacy of Hitman's Bodyguards? Thing? Here's with the fact that you didn't I can't like really the first tell one. you because I fell asleep halfway through because I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> it's a solid. Like I remember not going into it expecting much, just like a standard sort of action film, and then it like starts to use that really annoying font that all action films use, and it really annoys me. Um, but I had a really good time. Samuel Jackson and Ryan Reynolds worked really yeah, well. Yeah, really together. good chemistry. I thought. Um, so I don't know. I'm interested to see where the next one goes. Sure. Yeah, I, I'm, uh, I'm in I agree. On it. That seems more like a bit of a quick cash yeah. cash out sort of, you know. It's an easy payday for Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, yeah. And, and we all I'm know sure Samuel Jackson would be in anything anyway. Yeah. <laughs> There's no surprises <laughs> there. Like they had I, I don't even think he has an agent. I think he's got like an auto reply on his email <laughs> where they just send him like a thing and he's just like, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> it's the same with Bill Murray. I think he's got like an answering machine. Yeah, how many zeros? <laughs> um, okay, and finally we've got Austin Powers 4. Groovy, baby. Is it going to happen? He's been saying he said yes to this like for over the last like ten years or so. I hope they they do kind of a that uh, they wouldn't do it because there's there's such brand recognition with what Austin Powers is, but obviously the Austin Powers films are spoofs of the um, kind of sixties more more seventies kind of James Bond films. Yeah. But if they 
kind of just went so like counter franchise and just did like a spoof of like the the more modern like Jason yeah. Bourne like the sky falls and stuff like that and they, they tried to do that yeah. with that Austin Powers character that. I think that that's how I I'd think, do it I think that is the way to go because I think a lot of the jokes in the first um, in the first couple wouldn't work now it's very dated yeah. it is, it is very dated I didn't watch I would probably watch them within the last year um, and I, yeah I just don't think some of the jokes would land I feel like they it's just not the audience for it that there was at the time and the jokes wouldn't be as appropriate, I don't think. Um, so it's interesting to see where they go. I would love to see them go for that Skyfall, uh, Spectre, That's Jason Bourne. If you guys ever had me on your sequels, sequel, uh, the movie, a podcast show, that, that's, that's what Probably, I'd, that's what Steve I'd pitch. Steve won't turn up. <laughs> that's right, yeah. I, I think that, don't worry, it's, it's, it's coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> At some point. Um, there was another sequel. Was there? Oh, Paddington 3. Paddington 3, oh, Oh. James Feltz put the legacy on show of notes. Paddington show notes what show notes I told you literally notes. just before <laughs> but the first two Paddingtons are great obviously Paddington 2 has got that 100% record on Rotten Tomatoes um, what do you think Steve what was the legacy here and your problem with Paddington I feel like I'm being bullied right now you are I'm on the spot most of the time what do you think? Paddington 3? Will you finally watch one? It's a confession. I haven't seen the first two. I love Paddington. As a kid, I used to read the books, had the little uh, Paddington bear. I don't know. I just They've completely flown flown past me. I've been too busy to watch them. They make a lot but of money. But apparably number two, Rotten Tomatoes. It's, the, it's, it's it. 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm. And would you think, like, okay, lots of films are 100%, but it's also the most... It's not only the most reviewed film on Rotten Tomatoes of 100%, it's also the most reviewed film on Rotten Tomatoes of all time period Damn. so it's the most reviewed film on Rotten Tomatoes and it's 100% fresh so that should tell you a lot yeah um, but I've also not seen either of them and I used really? to work for studio now <laughs> they are really good They're, I've seen Sean the Sheep though films have tried to um, <laughs> so redeeming <laughs> a lot of films recently like um, like Christopher Robin and Peter Rabbit seem to have tried to go for that same sort of market where they're trying to um because they bring in Paddington films bring in that older audience as well and that sort of family sort of um, sense of humour and it's it's just a simple good time that you can have at the cinema that both films I recommend both of them they're both really solid films great 100% thanks IMDB thanks for that (laughs) (laughs) so um, back to Marvel Station Uh, the experience has provided a superpower dose of science and technology by NASA to enhance the authenticity of the experience and pique visitors interest in real world science and technology with comprehensive educational materials available for teachers, plus supporting materials created by Quantum Victoria, it is a thrilling learning experience for high school kids to follow STEM pathways by amplifying the scientific themes and characters that are at core, uh, that are core to Marvel storytelling. Marvel's Avengers Station debuts a huge collection of Avengers movie-based props and interactive technology for a strictly limited time in London's Excel between November and March 2019. That's November 2018, by the way. Um, okay, so box office. So we obviously dropped the ball massively uh, this week and our episode's out late. Um, Sorry. Technical difficulties. So, yeah, due to some technical difficulties. Um, let's just blame Steve. Why not Steve? Um, blame Steve. Yep. So we was going to obviously analyse last week's box office um, as well as make our predictions for next week's box office. Uh, obviously, we can't do that now because it looked like we were just cheating. Although, I can give you my real prediction if you want and I was wrong. <laughs> but... Um, so we're going to analyse the week before and then I suppose just analyse this last week as well 
and then give our predictions for next week or do we just I think we'll save that for next we'll save that okay so, so, so we're just, just going to do a little double analysis for you so going on from the week before last uh, Halloween opened at number one 31.4 million Star is born at number two 14 million so impressed by that it's been mm. dropping 30 to 20% and you usually expect those films to do 40, well 50 to 60 really so that, yeah. that's been fantastic um, Venom 10.6 million Goosebumps 2 at number 4 at 7 million and Hunter Killer surprising no one entering at number 5 6.6 million and probably quick dropping out the week after uh, which I can confirm because yeah. uh, Bohemian Rhapsody opened to 51 million I predicted 50 um, Nutcracker um, which uh, oh Nutcracker came in at number 2 yeah oh what a surprise 20.4 million I thought Nobody's Fall was coming at number 2 it was tracking higher Okay, it's been verified. It's been verified. So, um, Tyler Perry's Nobody's Fall opened to apparently maybe 13.7 million. We're unsure now. Um, A Star is Born. It is Nutcracker too. It is? Okay. So then A Star is Born is number four with 11 million, and Halloween at number five with 10.8 million. So, I suppose the main standout here is that A Star is Born has been performing so, so well week, week through week. Um. Yeah. What what stands out to you guys? Um. Nothing apparently. We're <laughs> <laughs> reading the figures. Um. Looking at Bohemian Rhapsody. Um. It's absolutely smashed it with fifty one million. Um. I think audience are, like kind of love it. I think it might potentially have that kind of greater showman effect, where it's going to be shown every day for the next few months. Because I think it's kind of a universal film. You know, you've got a young generation, you've got your middle generation, and. You know, the older generation who probably remember Queen at their prime are going to watch the film as well. Um, Review-wise, I think it's been a kind of a mixed bag from what I've I've heard. I like, think, I mean... You can praise Remy Malek for being Freddie Mercury because it's amazing. Apart from that, it's a pretty average film, but the band is like... It's not it's not an average band, you know? It deserved, a, I think, a, a bit more of a spectacular portrayal. Yeah, I, I mean, I th- our review hasn't been released yet, but in our review, we pretty much said that Remy Malek took it from... Uh, I don't know if you agree with me on the star ratings exactly, but for me, you took it from a three star to a four star just because he was so phenomenal, wasn't it? He yeah. really transformed it. It's uncanny in some kind of. Stuff yeah, it, it, he was he was fantastic. Um, but yeah, the film itself is kind of middle of the road, I think, in general. Mm. Um, but yeah, certainly a fresh film, certainly a, a good positive, you know, a positive rating for that film. Yeah, for sure. Um, but he was really a standout in it, and I think that's going to carry. Um, I think fifty one million is a good reflection of that. Um, they probably have a forty-five to fifty-five percent drop. I'd imagine next week. Yeah. And what's big opening next week? Do we know? Sun, snow one. No, I think, I think Overlord might be out. Overlord might be out potentially. Yeah. Uh, Widows. Yeah, Widows. Widow. Widow. Mm, I could make some money. We're seeing that later today, actually. Well, some of us are. Steve, you you seeing Widows later today? I'm seeing Widows. You're a can't wait. Putting him, putting him on the spot. I'm I'm there, in the seat behind you guys. Is that right? Already pre-booked. Okay. <laughs> I've got my, my popcorn and my, my soda. I'm all set up. Uh, something tells me Steam isn't coming. <laughs> but um, I suppose a review of that will be coming soon. Um, so another review that Steve won't be on. I'll, I'll be there. So yeah, this is usually the part where we give our predictions for next week, but I suppose we'll save that for the next episode and we'll have to skip an analysis because we've done one early. So there you go. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, okay, so uh, the, the final thoughts I suppose on the Marvel station um, there will also be an opportunity to purchase exclusive Marvel Avengers station merchandise available for those with and without a ticket train like an Avenger and become an official station agent London assemble now
Tickets on sale now at www.avengerstation.co.uk Hashtag Avengerstation um, So that's that, we'll be visiting that in uh, three weeks I believe um, We'll review you after, we'll let you know how it is um, Obviously we're probably not the target audience for it, it's probably aimed at you know, skewed a little lower than us, younger-wise. Oh, younger um, but, you know, but we're all Marvel fans. fans. Like, I think there's a lot. There's going to be a lot for everyone there. Yeah. I, I, I should certainly hope so. So we'll let you know all about that. We'll review the whole experience. Yeah. Um, I think it's about an hour and a half to get round. Yeah. Yeah, it, it sounds pretty big. So yeah, it's, it's quite it's quite I large. Can't wait. Do you think yeah, Captain America's shield bounces back to him? Maybe. Maybe. That's I mean, there's. Physics. I think there's. I can. I can already explain it to you. It's magnets. Magnets. I mean, there's. All I know is there's drinks beforehand, so I reckon if I'm drunk enough, I'll definitely enjoy it. <laughs> uh, just a quick story: I reviewed a film, uh, Hologram for the, for a Hologram for the King, a few years ago. It's a Tom Hanks film based on a, a novel, and I can to this day tell you how good it is. I just know I loved it. <laughs> I was so drunk when I saw it. Don't tell them. It is man. the least professional thing ever when reviewing films, but all I know is that film is a ten out of ten. <laughs> You should all see it. We're professionals. If anyone just heard that, we won't turn up drunk to your films. It's amazing. No, we'll only turn up. We'll, we'll turn up sober, but it's if you give us enough alcohol. Just that we'll some get orange drunk. squash would be nice. <laughs> anyway, this has been um, in case you missed it for the the third week now. Uh, we've been inside a network. I've been Tommy. I have been Steve, and I'll definitely be here next week. I've been James. All right. Thanks a lot. See you later. <laughs>